Consequences create motivation. My 2017 annual review. Consequences create motivation. At the end of my 45-day bicycle trip in September, I settled into some new habits that I knew needed to happen, but I never had the motivation for them. For example, my finances have been a mess since I left the Navy in 2010. I've always known that doing a budget and tracking my income and expenses would be a good idea, but I never wanted to do it. If there's one thing I've learned about myself, it's that if I don't want to do something, it ain't going to happen. That's where consequences come in. After going years without tracking expenses, I really felt how much my financial instability was hurting me, and I wanted to change. It sounds so simple, but I think what often happens is we escape the consequences or explain them away. I know I do. And that's a shame, because when we face the consequences, they often turn into the motivation we need to change the behavior that's causing our stress. So now I have a budget. I track my income and expenses. And the best part is it's effortless. I actually get joy from doing it. This may tangent into some other article sometime, but I'll say for now that I don't believe in using discipline to run your life. For me, discipline is a finite resource, and I'll eventually end up quitting. What I try to do instead is address the root of the problem. I work to change the system. Here's a quick example of how I apply this. In 2011, I wanted to be a better electric guitar player. I've been playing acoustic guitar for many years, but I rarely played electric with a band, and there are a lot of nuanced skills that I wanted to develop. The problem was, I hate practicing. I knew that even if I got myself to practice for a few weeks, I would eventually stop. What I do love, however, is performing. I booked a weekly gig at a local dive bar and brought the band. The band got paid $100, so... I used that money to pay the bass player and the drummer, and I didn't, didn't take any money. And each week I worked on my guitar playing, and each week I got better. I took longer solos, I did things outside my comfort zone, and I made growth my intention every week. We played that gig for two years, and pretty soon I was noticing serious improvement in my electric guitar playing. Anyway, that's a short aside about discipline, but let's move on to 2017. In this article, I'll answer these questions. What went well? what I could improve, what are my aspirations and goals for next year, and what did I learn in 2017? Let's start with what went well. My love life. In short, I couldn't be happier with my love life. After transitioning my relationship with Paola in August of 2016, I got to really spread my wings as a single guy in 2017. I was able to say yes to more opportunities and be more myself than I've ever been. I won't go into too much detail about what that was about, but it was mostly becoming better at non-monogamy, finding my tribe of slutty people, and stepping into more of a role as a community leader in the polyamory community in San Diego. My website traffic doubled. This was mostly due to a few popular articles, as well as some SEL help from Google in the last couple months. Apparently, my article on straight men taking it up the ass is getting a lot of hits from Google searches. You could probably guess what the keywords are, but in case you're wondering, here are a few of the most common searches in the last three months that landed on my blog. Uh, men ass, guys with ass, men to men ass, <laughs> men ass men, guys using things in their ass. I rode my bicycle from Vancouver, Canada to San Diego, California. 
I spent 45 days on the road and it was beautiful. One of the ways I like to measure my quality of life is my ability to take trips like that. So I'm proud of the fact that I carved out the time to do it. Paula and I are good friends. We definitely needed some time apart, but as of the last few months especially, we've been enjoying a really nice friendship. I'll always love her, and now getting to express that love through friendship means a lot to me. I'm in love with minimalism. In the past 18 months, it's been a nonstop love affair with minimalism, and it gets better every day. I'll be doing an Everything I Own post with pictures very shortly, and I'm excited to share how I've been living uh, the last year with y'all. I'm making progress toward intentional community. So in January 2nd, I'm moving into the Emerald Village, which is an intentional community outside San Diego. My goal is to be an apprentice, to learn what it takes to run a community, and to experience it firsthand. And if you haven't read the article, Lonely is the New Normal, I'll look it up on the website of the podcast. In it, I spell out the reasons I'm not a fan of the nuclear family. It's one of my favorite articles, and it really uh, gets to the heart of my philosophy around how I want to live in intentional community. Uh, my overall health in 2017 really improved. Uh, it's funny because as I'm speaking this, I'm at the end of a 10-day trip to New Orleans, which is the least healthy city in the world. And also, I eat a lot of greasy food here. So I've put on a few pounds. But overall, I'm in better shape. I lost about 10 to 15 pounds uh, since a year ago, and my back pain is the lowest it's been in a long time. So let's move on to what I could improve. Well, I need a better plan to create more location-independent income. Uh, currently, I'm mostly making money playing music, which is great, but it doesn't offer me the flexibility to travel that I want. I'm still working on monetizing Buddhism, but I haven't exactly decided how I want to do that yet. I also need to create more time to do things that aren't urgent, but are important. Lately, almost all my time has been spent working on things that are urgent and important, and I have a handful of projects that need to get more attention. For example, I have a really exciting idea for a fiction novel, but until I can get my head above water with finances, it's hard to focus on things that won't make me money in the short term. Side note, uh, Buddhism doesn't make me any money. It actually costs me about $20, $30 a month. But for whatever reason, I still have the motivation to stick with this every week, and I'm happy about that. Uh, aspirations and goals for next year. So I'm only going to have one aspiration and goal because I really believe in focus, uh, and that is getting my financial life in order. Um, I've already made huge strides since returning from my bike trip in September, and ultimately, where I want this to go is me making $3,000 a month in income that's not location independent, something I absolutely love and can do from my laptop, preferably without a strong internet connection. What I learned in 2017. Well, I can't emphasize enough the idea that consequences create motivation. I'm in a phase right now where I have a lot of enthusiasm to get my financial life in order, and it's a direct result of me feeling the consequences of having that out of order for so long. I wrote about this enough in the intro, so I'm going to leave it at that. Um, thank you for following this blog. If you've read so far, thanks for your continued interest and support in 2018. Um, if you're a subscriber to this audio, uh, to this podcast, thank you for supporting that. Um, I say this all the time, but it's still true. Your support and encouragement means the world to me. So don't hesitate to reach out and say hi. I'll be doing another round of free coaching in a month or two uh, for the email list. So if you're not on that, be sure to sign up 
Um, you can go to the website to do that if you're already on there. Um, or you can go to Buddhism.com slash list. And that's it. Uh, big thank you to my good friend Andy Drish for his end-year planning process. Andy's a great mentor in the world of business, and I recommend you check out his blog, Andy Drish, D-R-I-S-H dot com. And also thanks to James Clear and Chris Gillibo for this annual review structure. See you guys in 2018.